All right, baseball starts tonight. The Jays are going to be playing an exhibition game in Boston, which brings us to this story uh, that during the 1918 flu pandemic, the World Series was played in Boston in September. Here to talk about it, Skip Des Jardin, who is, I believe, at home in Connecticut. That's where we reached you last time. Skip, just for the sake of our audience, you're a historian and author of September 1918, War, Plague, and the World Series. So the perfect guy to talk about baseball and pandemics. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Kelly. It's good to be back with you. So are you still in Connecticut? Are you sheltered at home? What's the situation for you now? I have been uh, sheltered at home since the first week of March. Uh, We're finally at a point here in Connecticut where we're out a little bit. Uh, You can eat in in restaurants as long as you're outdoors here now. Um, But we are nowhere close to being fully back to where we were before the virus hit. So you wrote this this book, September 1918, War, Plague, and the World Series. How excited are you that baseball returns? I mean, for tonight, for the Jays, it's our first exhibition game. I'm very excited. I'm a huge baseball fan, so I'm really happy that it's coming back. I am a little curious to see whether I will feel like it's baseball, um, because there'll be no fans. A lot of the rules have changed. Certainly uh, for Blue Jays fans, it will be uh, an adjustment given that there'll be no home games. Uh, It's it's striking to me the lengths to which sports in this day and age have gone to try to keep playing as opposed to 100 years ago when there was nowhere near as much money behind sports as a giant industry and they simply shut things down. Well, it's interesting that you brought that up because I was talking about um, the NHL. And according to an expert, even though we are you know, looking at this, um, this shortened NHL playoff run, they are set to lose, even playing, 150 to $200 million in ticket sales alone this postseason, even if they do resume to playing as planned. And that doesn't even consider concessions or merchandise. Yeah, and, nor does it con- uh, include signs and marketing inside the arenas and sponsorships and things of that nature. Yeah, there's a ton of money on the line here, which is why all the major sports are doing everything they can, stretching themselves beyond the limits. In the case of baseball, actually changing the rules of the game to try to get these games played. And it's such a stark contrast. You know, in, in 1919, the Stanley Cup finals never completed Um, They played the first part of the finals. They got to the deciding game. It was the Montreal Canadiens against the Seattle Metropolitans, and they were in Seattle. And most of the Canadiens players got sick with Spanish flu, and so they just canceled the final game. They didn't delay it and say, we'll play it next week or we'll play it two months from now. or They just canceled it, and no one won the Stanley Cup. Can you imagine in today's day and age if we got to the deciding game of a championship series in any of these sports and the sport just went, well, you know what, forget it. It really speaks (laughs) to how connected sports are to the economy now. Yes, absolutely. There are billions of dollars at stake. I want to ask you, yeah, and I want to ask you about this because I'm always, I always put you at the end of my hour, which is terrible because I'm up against a a news break. But during the 1918 flu pandemic, the World Series was played in Boston. We're playing in Boston tonight in September. And it looks like history could be repeating itself as baseball starts up again. We are uh, looking forward to a fall World Series, hopefully. 
last time we spoke, you said the World Series was played in September, not because of the pandemic, but because of the war. Can you refresh our memory on the history of that? Yeah, the um, the United States issued an order in the summertime that said every able-bodied man uh, between the ages of 18 and 40 in America had to either work in a war-related industry or be subject to the draft. You couldn't just have a regular job. Your job had to be related to helping America win the war. And baseball didn't count. You know, there was nothing uh, that was going to help us win the war by playing baseball games. And so all of those players had to get a job. And baseball shut down in September because of that rule. Um, and at the time, they believed that baseball was going to shut down for the duration of World War One. They just didn't know that that war would be over in another eight weeks. Mm-hmm. So then they decided to uh, play the World Series at their major peril. They did, because what they didn't understand at the time was that the Spanish flu epidemic was making its debut, if you will, uh, in North America at that exact time in that exact city. The first cases of the really deadly Spanish flu broke out in the first couple of days of September of 1918. And the World Series was played first in Chicago and then in Boston and concluded on September 12th. And all of those people were jam-packed into Fenway Park uh, and breathing all over each other. And there was no social distancing going on 102 years ago. And it was a major contributor to how quickly the pandemic spread in the city of Boston and from there out all across North America. So obviously we learned lessons from that World Series on um, major um, sporting events and crowds and how that's a no-no. What are we doing better this time around? And you also mentioned that baseball has changed some rules. Can you get into the specifics there? Yeah, so uh, we, what, one of the things that we're doing is we're playing all these sports in front of no fans. So there aren't people packed shoulder to shoulder inside these venues watching these sporting events. Uh, that's part of the the upside of television is that you can still see the games as a fan without actually being there. And and that's critical learning in terms of baseball. They have instituted a designated hitter in both leagues. And for the last almost 50 years, it's only been in the American league. And there, the other new rule to try to speed games up and keep players uh, in contact with each other for a minimum amount of time is that any extra innings games begin with a runner already at second base before anybody comes up bat to try to speed the game along and give the teams more of a chance to score runs and finish the game up. And those are things that are brand new to baseball, let alone playing in an empty stadium where they're going to pipe in fake crowd noise to make it seem more like a real game. And how do you feel as a baseball, you know, historian, baseball fan, obviously uh, about the fact that they're going to try and add what is essentially a laugh track but a crowd crowd noises yeah I, i'm i'm taking a wait and see attitude on the one hand i feel happy that baseball is back on the one hand i think there's a chance that this could end up seeming to fans more like uh, a reality show than actual baseball on television as we've known it and the we'll see once the games start to be played and once we start to watch how quickly we lose track of the fact that there are no fans and whether or not we adapt to this new style for a short period of time, or whether we look at it and go, yeah, that just really isn't baseball the way I know it. 
Well, Skip, it's a pleasure talking to you. Thanks so much for joining us to talk about this again today as our Jays get ready to play their uh, exhibition game in Boston tonight.